incoming transmission. Radio Rebellion. Welcome everyone to episode 18 of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast and our second live chat show here on YouTube. I think it's only our third video podcast, if I'm not mistaken. So still learning the kinks, still trying to make things work. So let us know if you guys like this format or if not, we'll change it again. But I think it's going pretty well. I like, I really love last week episode with you guys jumping on the chat. So hopefully we'll get some of your guys' comments that way today and we'll keep going on this Star Wars discussion. There's a lot, a lot to talk about today, especially oof, Clone Wars, man, that episode. We'll get to it, but still processing. There's a lot to go over. Positive, positive, I think. We're back with Star Wars being on an even keel. Everyone's now, yeah, Star Wars, there's no issues. Everyone is loving this, this arc. I saw one person with, uh, a negative comment and I know everyone jumped on him and kind of, so no worries, Star Wars, not to say that it's bad because it's always been there, but we're in a good place right now with everyone. So uh, just getting some of the basic things out of the way, follow us always on Twitter at Radio Rebel Pod. If you're listening to the audio version, not the podcast, go to YouTube, search for Radio Rebellion Podcast and you'll see us there and you can watch this, this episode and all the other different videos we've done so far. Um, like, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff. If you're watching this afterwards on the replay, jump on the comment section, leave me your questions, what you think about all the news comments we're gonna, I mean, news topics we're gonna go over. Um, Clone Wars, obviously, what you thought about the episode, I'll try to reply back. So don't think that if you're not on the chat, you can't, Participate in this live show, so just go back in the comments and let me know what you guys are thinking. Um, so yeah, how how did Star Wars impact your life this week, or did you guys do anything Star Wars related? Um, I think I mentioned it through the Twitter a little bit. I participated and hosted a couple of Star Wars trivia uh, trivia shows, kind of this past week, and yesterday actually we did another one. So that's always fun. Um, so yeah, how Star Wars working for you guys in the in the real world out there? Um, also, this morning I was had some free time in the morning, jumped on a couple of live shows. Uh, so a quick shout out to As Father and Son for the Saturday morning cartoon rewatch or actual premiere watch of the Clone Wars. It's always cool seeing people react to to those type of videos that you've seen before you know what's going to happen and you want to see people's reactions so yeah those guys always do their reviews that day after so they can watch it together so yeah go to at as father and son i think a s f w as father and son you can find them on youtube on twitter and also had spent some time with the guys at star wars friend show they also did a pretty good uh broadcast this morning um May 4th is almost upon us, Star Wars Day. So I know a lot of us, a lot of podcasters and YouTubers out there are trying to set up their May 4th episode. I'm trying, I don't know, it's, it's a difficult one to try to find something to celebrate um, Star Wars Day. So I'm still trying to decide what to do. I was going to kind of ask you guys, what does Star Wars mean to you? And what does it mean to me in my whole life? And I saw a few people already doing that. So I don't want to kind of, come in and take it away from them. We might do a, a quick kind of mention of what Star Wars means to us. But I've been thinking apart from 
I'll talk about that later. Probably just go through our favorite scenes of each trilogy. What scene kind of impact us the most in Star Wars? Um, since the finale of the Clone Wars is going to be on May 4th, which is a Monday, we record this show usually on Saturdays. So we'll have a review of episode 11, not of the finale. So I might do a special review, a separate review from the main channel, just reviewing that final the Clone Wars episode. So we'll see. Uh, all right. So with that, that said, let's go and talk some Star Wars. So I said it last week. I'm going to divide the news section into this week in Mando News. Doesn't, it doesn't fail. Every time you think, oh, the news is a little bit slow, don't worry. The Mandalorian will always have something new to add. And for you guys jumping in the comments, I'll probably do this a little bit different than I did last week. I'll probably go through all the news, um, news articles first, then go see what you guys are saying on the chat, then do the Clone Watch review, then see what you guys thought of the episode. So it'll be a different type of back and forth, and we'll see how it goes. So first up in Mando news, it's a quick update on the Jamie Lee Curtis kind of news that broke a few, not broke kind of a rumor that was out there a few weeks ago uh jason ward over making star wars kind of updated a little bit saying that she was on set she had costume fitting she read the script but that her role might have fallen through due to um scheduling conflicts as it happens a lot of times with all the famous actors but there's a possibility that it was anyway it's going to be a small role in season season two and then expanding to season three so Jimmy might still show up next season, season three, which we'll talk about in a few this uh, way, I guess. At the end, there's a, a quick couple of pages, I believe, of Saw Guerrera, Emphys Ness, and a young Jean Erso. So could we get something similar in live action? Yes, please. Even if it's a quick glimpse of Emphys Ness. Anything related to Solo, bring it. Bring it. Um, yeah, so also on this report from the Hollywood Hollywood Reporter, it mentions that officially Tony Gilroy is officially back as the head writer and showrunner for the Cassian Andor series. And he will also direct at least a pilot and maybe another episode. So we'll see. Um, how excited are you guys for this series? I'm pretty excited. Um, Ken always my favorite character of Star Wars or one of my favorite. But I'm really excited for this Rogue One Cassian Andor series. So, yeah, let's see. All right, so our big news topic of this week is a new Disney Plus series in production. So reading from Star Wars Newsnet is that Variety and The Hollywood Reporter, again, are reporting that Russian doll co-creator and co-showrunner Leslie Hedman has been hired to develop a Star Wars series for Disney+. Hedlund is an accomplished playwright, screenwriter, director, and producer, having worked in television industry for the last 10 years in various cap capacities. Uh, details of the exact plot are obviously kept under wrap, but sources say that it will be female -cent uh, a female-centric series taking place in a different part of the Star Wars timeline than other projects. Here's where it gets interesting. You want to say, just take a quick tip. Where's all there? Ah. All right, so before we jump into that other timeline from a bit worried about it, but man, after seeing that episode, they were right. This is 
great episodes. By far the best one of the season is up there with the best of the series already. Up there with Rebels and favorite Rebel episode, of course, is the one with Maul and Kenobi and Twilight of the Apprentice. So it's right there again with with those episodes. Um, but yeah, so it starts right where the last show ended, the last episode ended, which is great for all, all of us that want this to be hopefully released as a movie afterwards. Um, and now Disney Plus, I don't want to skip the intro. It's one of the best parts, it's the intro. So no, don't ask me, I want that intro. Uh, you can see the benefit of using stop motion or motion capture for Maul and Ahsoka, especially during their fight. Um, I said it before, Maul is a tragic character, but he's stronger in the force than he knows. Not physically, but he's attuned to the force, but he doesn't know how to use it. He doesn't realize, because we see he senses Anakin's fall. We know he's searching for Kenobi and how that, Place out. So he's attuned to the force. He just doesn't know how to use it for his benefits. Um, and it has to cut to Maul's core hearing from Ahsoka that Kenobi had more important engage engagements to attend to than having to face him. That's all that he wants. That's Maul. That's why he's so tragic. He just wants, he just wants Kenobi. That's the only thing he worries about. And I know here he has uh, different intentions, but still, it's Kenobi that he wants. Um, I was internally screaming when the hologram came up and you have Obi-Wan Kenobi there because you know where that falls. It's right timeline-wise that's probably after he tells Anakin, goodbye, old friend, may the force be with you. In episode three, and he boards his Republic cruiser to go on the search of General Grievous. You know we're close. We're close to the turn. Um, hearing from Kenobi that the council is not always right. So maybe Qui-Gon is rubbing off on him. He doesn't trust all of the decisions from the council. Um, but yeah, Obi-Wan did forget to mention that Dooku told him about Darth Sidious. And he kind of, eh, I don't believe you, you're lying. If we had trusted Dooku from the beginning, or halfway through, maybe this would have gone a different way. It's not going to go the way you think. But... I guess that's something you can omit from that conversation with Bo-Katan and Ahsoka. Uh, will we see Ahsoka trying to reach Anakin like Obi-Wan wanted to see if she could kind of talk, talk him down a little bit? Um, I don't think they're going to physically meet or through hologram. I don't think they're, that uh, Anakin and Ahsoka will see each other again. But maybe Ahsoka tries to send him a communication and it doesn't go through or she can find him. And this, I'm going to guess yes, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to break some hearts. Will Ahsoka feel Anakin's turn to the dark side? Answer is yes, and that's going to be tough. Um, yeah, what does Ahsoka want Obi-Wan to tell Anakin? We don't know. I don't think we're going to find out. Uh, Obi-Wan just kind of said, I will. Kind of let him, let him know, but we know they don't talk again. Um, so I don't know. That's one of those mysteries that Dave Filoni likes to throw out there and probably five years from now we'll make a little Ahsoka doodle with a comment and everyone's going to jump in. Is that it? Is that what she wanted Obi-Wan to tell Anakin? We'll see. Uh, we have that join me scene. Uh, join me. Uh, we see Malt 
extending his hand to Ahsoka in that face, famous scenes that we seen from Vader to Luke, Kylo to Padme, and not really, but Dooku took an Obi-Wan, Dooku was telling him about Darth Sidious, but seeing again that hand extended reaching out from a dark side user to a light side user join me and together we can destroy the evil yeah i didn't expect it but it was cool to see uh we also see maul using the same mind invention invention on alt trooper that we see alt trooper jesse sorry that kylo used on poe and also on ray during episode seven so we see that maul knew this and he uses it, and we're going to talk in a few minutes of why he wants to invade Jesse's mind and learn more about Ahsoka. So what, I don't know, because he tells Ahsoka that he wanted Kenobi there so he could bring Anakin and then kill, sorry, bring his foal. I love that he calls him his foal, kind of always following him, uh, so, because he wanted to kill Anakin so he wouldn't join Sidious. But how did Maul think this was going to play out? Did he think he was going to convince Anakin that, uh, sorry, convince Kenobi that Anakin was going to fall to the dark side and join Sidious? Uh, the same way he kind of tells Ahsoka, because there's no way, you know, there's no way that Obi-Wan is going to want to believe Maul. And even if he does believe Maul, he, he's not going to go, all right, let's just kill this boy that I've been training his whole life gonna do everything in his power to try to save Anakin from that fall. And even if it doesn't work, he won't join Maul to kill Anakin. So I don't know what Maul's endgame was at that point. Um, so yes, we won't have find out because you know we had more important things to do than go find Maul. Uh, I did like Maul telling Gore Saxon and all the Mandalorians that they're not meant to live in the gutters. And that's how we find them living in the Mandalorian, trying to survive in the sewer. So, again, from Siege of Mandalore to the events of the Mandalorian, there's a big gap there. So hopefully we'll learn a little bit more about how this race of warriors ended up living under the sewers. Um, also, Saxon, Gar Saxon, when Maul sends him to silence um, Almec, he blasts him twice in the chest. He could have easily killed, instead of killing Almec, Killed Ahsoka, Bukatan, and Rex at that point. I guess it's good that he follows orders and doesn't improvise on the fly and say, oh, I'm just gonna shoot those two because that's that's what Maul wanted. Um oh, and we have a quick appearance from my boy Dryden Boss. Even if it's that quick hologram with the other kind of syndicates, it's cool to see Dryden just popping up and he's not forgotten. Last week, the week before, two weeks ago, we talked about underrated characters and Dryden Boss was mine, so it's good to see him kind of show up even for a little bit. Um, all sitting on that throne in the throne room when Bo-Katan, Rex, and Ahsoka walk, walk in, just waiting for them. It's a baller move one. It's a great visual. The visuals again on this episode were top notch. Everything in the throne room was just great. The lighting, the shadowing, when they have the battle outside between the clones and the Mandalorians, all the smoke. Great visuals again. This season has surpassed everything that I expected on that front. <sighs> so yeah, Mo and Ahsoka, we know their parallels of the failures of the masters of the Jedi Council and basically of the rule of two. 
They both were cast aside by their teachers, and that's why they kind of mirror each other. They might not be Jedi and Sith, but they still follow those same teachings. And that's what Maul wanted out of Trooper Jesse when he invades his mind and asks, who's Ahsoka Tano? That's what he wants to know, that Ahsoka was ostracized by the Jedi High Council. And although she decides to leave voluntarily in the end, the damage was done. And that's what Maul is playing at. He thought he could manipulate the Council's failure with Ahsoka to his benefit in her helping him kind of destroy Anakin, which is very Sith-like, right? Kind of manipulate how others treat you into, come on, I'm the one that knows you. Come help me and we'll, we'll make sure that doesn't happen again. Even Ahsoka gives this a try in trying to get Maul to help her stop Sidious. So it's funny to see it kind of work both ways, which is similar to Rey at the, not the end, but in The Last Jedi when Luke doesn't want to help her. And she goes, oh, then Ben slash Kylo, which I only hope to, st to stop Snow. So it's very similar of here Ahsoka asking Maul to help her defeat Sidious. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of parallels in this episode with the movies, and others are a lot better than me in figuring this out. So I'm just going to go through a few, but I didn't find this. I saw people talking about them online, so I'm just going to go through them real quickly. Uh, during the Maul and Ahsoka fight, not the initial one, but the one in the throne room, it's the same. When they start fighting, you can hear the screech of the Emperor when he attacks Mace Windu and the other three Jedi when they go and confront him in his office. It happens at the same time. Um, the glass shattering in that throne room scene is, happens basically at the same time or around the same time that Mace Windu and Sidious break the that window glass in Sidious's office, all that is happening simultaneously. And also, and this is the tragic part because we know it's coming, Maul's capture is happening at the same time, or basically at the same time that Kenobi captures Grievous, and that Anakin chops Mace Windu's hand and starts his fall towards the dark side. Mace Window goes flying out of the wall. These three big events in Star Wars history are happening at the same time. So the end of the Clone Wars with Grievous dead, uh, Maul captured, and then Darth Sidious kind of coming into play, all happening at the same time. So again, shout out to everyone that kind of figures this out, because I'm just watching the episode like this, what's going to happen next? And then I jump into online and see everyone kind of breaking it down. People are putting it side by side. So you guys do a great job. Keep doing it. Um, so yeah, Saxon also is captured by the clones, but we know that he's, I believe he's ruling Mandalore, or at least he has the dark saber when we meet him again in Rebels. So we'll see how he escapes. I'm guessing it will have something to do with Order 66. Order 66, yeah, we're gonna be talking about that in a couple of minutes. Let me take a quick drink of water. All right. Yeah, so the episode ends with Ahsoka looking out that broken glass ceiling. Um, we don't know why. So if everything tracks the way we think in terms of timeline compared to Revenge of the Sith, this might be at the same time that Anakin starts his fall towards the dark side, or I shouldn't say start, because it, it started two movies ago, uh, when he kind of completes his fall. 
Uh, let me go to the chat real quick. I see something. Oh, it's running better now. Yay. Thank you, Anthony, for letting me know, because I was almost about to stop this. Um, so yeah, if the live stream didn't work, at least hopefully I'll have the audio. I'll put it out on the podcast on Monday, and you can listen to it through there. But let's keep going. And if it didn't work before and you didn't hear the Clone Wars review, I'm sorry. We'll get it on the podcast. All right. So like I was saying, Ahsoka's looking out that broken glass ceiling at the end of the episode. I'm thinking this is happening around the same time that Anakin is being dubbed Darth Vader by Darth, Darth Sidious. So maybe here she starts sensing that something is wrong with her master. And we'll see. I don't. I think if this keeps going the same way, the next week's episode will start right then, or maybe a few minutes after episode eleven, episode ten ends. So we'll see. Maybe she figures out or feels pretty early on that Anakin is falling to the dark side, or something is happening to him. All right. So I have one critique, and it shouldn't be a critique because it's just the execution of it, not the result. Um. So it happens at the end, the final battle between Ahsoka and Maul. He has the upper hand and he kind of says, oh, my ship is here. When George Jackson calls, hey, come bail us out. We're getting destroyed here. We need backup. And he says, no, 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 I'm about to leave. My ship is coming. We see that ship come coming on top. And then he jumps over Ahsoka. So what I'm thinking is it's going to cut the other beam. Ahsoka's going to fall down. And then he'll go up to his ship, and I thought it was going to be Bo-Katan waiting for him up there, and she was going to capture him. But not, didn't play out that way. Ahsoka kind of gets the upper hand and chops down the beam. He falls, and she stops him with the force. All that is fine. It just, I think it happens too quick, the way she kind of turns around him and flips him over. That kind of took me for a shock. I probably because the battle before is so epic. I thought it was going to be a different type of move or something. But that's the only thing. Just the execution of it wasn't the best for me. But it doesn't matter. The result, we know what's going to happen. I love that Rex at least get that shot to kind of stun him at the end. <sighs> so yeah, so that was the episode. And then kind of looking a little bit toward next week, Order 66. I'm not ready for this. Are you guys ready? I doubt it. No one is ready for Order 66 to be shown in this way. We saw it in Episode 3, and yes, it was heartbreaking, but the way it's going to most likely go down in Clone Wars is going to be hard to watch. Uh, first, how does this affect Ahsoka emotionally? Being in the Jedi Order for so long, since the beginning of the Clone Wars, to now see all the clothes turning on all the Jedi, how would that affect her? And we know she's not a Jedi anymore. The clones are kind of, hey, Order 66, destroyed, killed the Jedi. Will the clones kind of register this, that she isn't a Jedi? Because once that inhibitor chip turns, they go crazy. So I, I want to say that it doesn't matter that she's not a Jedi. She's still helping them. She's still a Force user, a light side Force user. So I think that won't matter that she's in a Jedi. I think they're going to turn on her. And this is going to get hard and heavy for our friend. Commander Rex. What I said in one of the live chats earlier today, I think Rex is going to have to unfortunately kill some of, some of his clone brothers in protecting Ahsoka. 
Um, and that's going to be hard to watch. It's going to be a very tough decision for Rex if he goes down that way because he's all about trust, all about your family, your brothers, being loyal to everyone. He does everything for his clone brothers. So what he did for in during the bad batch, can he now pull the trigger against his brothers to save Ahsoka? And that's going to be hard to watch. And it all depends how they pull it off, but counting, kind of going by these past two episodes, I can't expect it's going to be, they're going to pull it off and it's going to be great to see. So we'll see. Will this happen next week? Most likely, I believe um, Order 66 will be next week and then will be the finale. I don't know. We'll see. I think next week is just her and Rex trying to figure out what happened. Maul escaping, I'm guessing, somehow. Same with Guard Saxon. Rex and Ahsoka on the run from Order 66. Will she, I'm guessing maybe she gets Obi-Wan's message not to go back to Coruscant. Um, will she try to find Anakin and Tarsidius? I don't know. There's so much. So much. Ah, it's it's heartbreaking. I don't want it to end, but it has to end at some point. So next week, episode 11, 11 Shattered. With that, Shattered Hearts, Shattered Minds. That's all that we're going to be talking about next week. May 1st, Friday. And then three days later, May 4th, the finale, Victory and Death. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be a heavy couple of days with the finale of the Clone Wars and a lot to talk about. So we'll see. All right. So that's it for my Clone Wars review. Um, let's check in on the chat real quick if you guys could at least listen to parts of it and what you guys thought about it. Um, right. So I guess it's working now a little bit better. Thank you. It's working. It's working. Maybe Jar Jar got his tongue in the, what do you call those, in the pot racer? Yeah, I think that happened in the streams. So, Maul abandoning in the, yeah, you deal with it. Go die, Mandalorians. It's so Maul. It's, again, he's not a Sith Lord at this point, but he has the same mentality. I'm just do what's best for me. You help me with what I wanted to do, which was, Unfortunately, bring a Jedi. He wanted Kenobi for his reasons to try to kill Anakin, which were not going to work. But that's what he wanted. He wanted the Mandalorian still to help him bring Anakin or whoever. Ahsoka came in. He knows when he goes to the throne room with Ahsoka, Bo-Katan, and Rex, he might not be able to overpower all three. But that's why he knows the battle is going outside. He just told the Mandalorians, don't live in the gutter. Go battle as warriors, die as warriors. He knows that Bo-Katan will go that way. He just stunned Jesse, reading his mind, so he knows he can send Rex and the clones away, and then it's just him and Ahsoka. Again, like a very Sith Lord manipulating everything. That's why I said at the beginning, beginning that Maul is more attuned to the Force and how to manipulate things that he knows, so that he knows how to use that to his advantage. He did it here a little bit, but unfortunately, at the end, it didn't work out. Uh, yes, again, Anthony, we best be ready. And I don't know if I'm going to be. Um, but yeah, the finale is coming. Order 66 is coming. Um, we'll see. Again, we've I've been pleasantly surprised with this season in general. 
It started a little bit slow for me. If you follow me, you know I wasn't on board with the bad guys for the first couple of episodes. Then I was all in. Kind of same thing with that Ahsoka arc. Took me a little bit to get behind the Maltese sisters and their arc. But again, it was important to get Ahsoka to this point. But these two episodes, this Siege of Mandalorian, of Mandalorian, everything we kind of, I don't want to say that we were promised because we weren't promised anything. We just saw the trailer and started making our assumptions that everything was going to be running in parallel with episode three. But yeah, it's delivered on that and more. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it this much, but yeah, these two episodes blow my mind and I think it's going to keep going. So yeah, great. It's great. Two more, but again, it's the same thing. How long do... I don't want another season of Don't Watch with this. It's a perfect ending. Four episodes again. Now, two hours, basically, a movie. It's great. So it's almost there. All right. So with that said, we go to kind of our special section of the episode. And here is, when did The Force Awaken feel like Star Wars to you? So I put this out on Twitter a couple of days ago. Again, it's the end. Episode nine came and gone, came and gone, came and went. I'm not getting my my sayings right today. But you know what I mean. Skywalker saga is done. So now we get get to kind of sit back and kind of relive it in our head how how all this came to play. So for me, it goes back to episode seven, The Force Awakens. We haven't had a Star Wars movie in since 2005. So basically. 11 years, 10 years. Um, and we're used, at least for me, I guess we get the Clone Wars, but Star Wars has always been Skywalkers, right? So we know Luke, we have Leia, we have Anakin, Obi-Wan, Han Solo, Chewbacca, Vader, Maul. And this kind of goes through the Clone Wars. You still have, you have new characters, obviously, because you do need them. But it's still the story of Anakin. You have Obi-Wan, you have the Jedi High Council that you know, you have Yoda, Mace Windu, all those familiar faces. But this new trilogy gets announced. We're all excited, of course, Star Wars. I remember I found out the news that Disney had bought Star Wars and a new trilogy was coming from a friend of mine, which was kind of a bummer, which I want to kind of find out by myself. But he kind of told me he was at my house, we we're doing something with my kids. And oh, look. Um, Disney just bought Star Wars, more movies are coming. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that always kind of happens every couple of years. Someone says that new Star Wars movie is coming, and it never pans out. And I jumped on online and kind of saw it. And great, it's another Star Wars movie. I can't wait. I think it was 2014, then the movie was coming for 2013 when it was mentioned, then the movie coming out 2015. But yeah, so the time came, we saw the trailers, very excited. Then I go to the movies. And before I tell you my experience about it, I, like I mentioned, I put this out there to you guys on Twitter. And I received some great responses from you guys, um, from the guys over at Wannabe Jedi Cast, Anthony again, Rural Farm Boy jumped in, Joby King, Nerd Herder Cast, Talk With My Hands, all those people jumped in and kind of gave me their, their thoughts and when they felt that they were again, sitting down to watch a Star Wars movie. And some of the responses I got, and my my moment when I felt that Force Awakens felt like Star Wars, it's in one of these, but I'm not gonna say just yet. So you guys showed in the opening crawl um, and Ray flying through the Star Destroyer. Um, 
this is for you, Anthony. You said planning for it, driving to a theater, sitting down, seeing the uh, Lucasfilm logo. So you were ready. You were. This is Star Wars. It feels like Star Wars. Let's go. I also got, got Kylo Ren freezing the blaster when the Falcon appeared on screen. Seeing Episode Seven roll up on the screen on the titles and race introduction. So those are all great. None of them happened pretty quickly on. I guess for you guys, just seeing the crawl, seeing Lucasfilm, episode seven, kind of just put you in the Star Wars mood, which again, it's great. Um, so for me, it took me a little bit longer. Nothing against the movie. I love this movie. I just watched it a couple of hours ago before jumping in. And it's, I think it's my third favorite Star Wars movie after Empire Strikes Back and A New Hope. So the thing was, few months before that, I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy on theaters, which I believe came out the same year. And watching Guardians, again, another kind of space, fantasy, action, adventure. And I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I still love Guardians of the Galaxy. And it showed me what, I had so much fun with that movie that I was afraid Star Wars wasn't gonna be able to live up to it. And that's, my thing. I was afraid that they wouldn't be able to capture that magic. It had been so long since a Star Wars movie. And depending who you ask, it might be so even longer when a good Star Wars movie was made. But I love the, the prequels, um, Revenge of the Sith against probably the fourth or fifth of the favorite ones. But I was afraid after seeing Guardians of the Galaxy that that was going to be kind of the new Star Wars, that we weren't going to be able to live up to it. So yeah, so I got my tickets pretty early on, probably in October, I think I got my tickets. I didn't go opening night on Thursday because I got kids and it's hard to leave your kids at seven, eight o'clock at night to go watch a movie and try to explain that to a four-year-old. Excuse me. But I went early on on Friday, about 10 in the morning, sat down, made a long line, got my popcorn and my soda. And I sat down and just as you guys said, seen Lucasfilm, we didn't get the Fox fanfare for the first time, but that was fine. You get the crawl, episode seven, Luke Skywalker has vanished, all that. And then, yeah, Star Wars, it's great to be back watching a Star Wars movie. John Williams' music is playing, so I'm there. Music, I mean, the movie starts, and I'm enjoying it, of course. But I feel tense. My shoulders are tensed up. I kind of... This Star Wars, I know I'm having fun. I know it's a space movie. The music is there, but does it feel like Star Wars? And at that point, when it begins, I wasn't feeling it yet. We had stormtroopers. We had the big bad in Kylo Ren show up and use a new force. And a new, yeah, a new force power stopping that blaster. Then we have Finn and, Finn and Poe escaping the with a TIE fighter, which now is one of my favorite scenes. It's so fun. Just seeing the dynamic between those two characters, it's just a great scene. But it didn't feel like Star Wars at that point. So to me, when it felt like Star Wars and I was able to relax, relax my shoulders, was the escape from Jakku. Like you guys mentioned, it's Ray and Finn running away from the stormtroopers first on Jakku. Then before we get there, they're running away. And Finn is screaming, we need a pilot. And Ray going, we've got one. No. Which again, it's very solo, very hand solo. And he's talking to Dryden Boss. We already got a pilot. That same vibe, she had that cockiness in her when it comes to flying. A gar- that one's garbage. And then the quad jumper blows up. And when she says, the garbage will do, I kind of stood up in my seat. Wait, 
the garbage inside the falcon has to be the falcon. When she turns that corner and then it's and you see the falcon uh, that elevated it. She gets in the falcon. She tells Finn to go to that gunner station. And then when she's, do this i can do this and the falcon is not working because the falcon never does and she's clicking on buttons and the sounds of the buttons and then she starts she just as gets it to fly so the tie charge tie fighters start chasing them seeing the the targeting system for the falcon and then just the way she feels inside the falcon trying to figure it out trying to reach the other side because she doesn't have a co-pilot i think that's how i felt watching the movie at first kind of it's this star wars we need a little bit of help just just as she needed help kind of fixing everything that on her plot did but once she starts flying she goes into the star destroyers shoots them all down you have the music playing the way it's filmed cutting through the debris flipping upside down so that's very the falcon kind of weaving through the Star Destroyer, the Falcon escaping through the trash, the Falcon chasing the TIE Fighter at the, um, A New Hope when they go to the Death Star. I think all that the music, because what other ship has its own theme? Seeing something familiar in the Millennium Falcon, but with new characters making it their own, and having a blast in that scene, I think that's when it hit me. I relax. I'm in Star Wars. I'm enjoying the hell out of this. Forget about Voyages on the Galaxy. Again, I love that movie. I really like it, but it's not Star Wars. At this point, when they're in the Falcon and they finally leave Jakku and they just kind of start leaving the planet, that's when The Force Awakens felt like Star Wars to me. I said, okay, JJ, you got me. We're, going, we're in good hands. I enjoyed the beginning. Now I feel like I'm in Star Wars. Let's go. From that point on till the end of episode nine, this has felt to me like a Star Wars movie, the Star Wars trilogy. And I know it has his diffractors out there that only are the purists of original trilogy. But the sequel trilogy is a great, uh, great three movies. You can say what you want about they didn't have a vision or the last year is the best one or the worst one or it's right there. Every Star Wars movie has ups downs but yes of course awaken just to finish up with this thought if this didn't work if this movie didn't work the other two were gonna fail um i know a lot of people criticize it for being too similar to a new hope and you can always make the argument that it was but it needed to have that sense of familiarity and comfort but i think it also differentiates itself enough that if you want to look at it a little bit past it that you can see that this movie holds its own. And I love it. It's, it's so fun. I can watch this movie over and over again. I have a smile on my face all, every time I see it. And yeah, Force Awakens is a great Star Wars movie. And then again, for me, it all started with that chasing out of Jakku. Ray kind of saying, you already have a pilot. I'm going to pilot this thing out of here. And then escaping the planet after chasing, after the ice fighter were chasing them. Great scene, the dynamic again between her and Finn, which then goes to the rest of the trilogy, is set up in that scene also. So great Star Wars scene, great Star Wars movie, and that's when The Force Awakens became a Star Wars movie to me. All right, so I see one more comment. Yeah, Anthony. Um, 
Um, uh, love it all. What is it? Tell me a story. I don't know how to expect a Star Wars. Story. Yeah, I think you're right. So it's difficult, I guess, what to expect from Star Wars. I don't know if this is what you're asking. Um, I don't know. It's. I think it's a feel, a feeling of you can make a science fiction movie or a fantasy movie in space, and it doesn't have the same vibe as Star Wars. Um, it's a combination of the characters. You need to feel something for the characters, and they need to be going through something that relates to you. Um, Ray is a very relatable character to a lot of people. Same with Finn and Poe, and that kind of works through the original trilogy and the. Prequels, you can always feel for those characters. You don't feel a connection to them and what they're going through. I think I make whatever movie you want. It won't feel like Star Wars. Um, the music, of course, John Williams, it's great and making those connections through music, which Kevin Kiner does a great thing on the Clone Wars and in Rebels. I think in the feel of it, kind of a distressed look. A lot of science fiction movies kind of go to the new polish kind of look. Everything that's kind of Noir was in the future as all those neon colors. If it happens on Earth, if it's out there, it's too polished and stuff like that. I think the look of the aliens is very important because you can see an alien and say that doesn't feel like a Star Wars alien. Again, I don't know how they do it, but there are certain things they can say, yeah, this is Star Wars, they're doing Star Wars. And to me, I think the music, of course, combination with what the characters are experiencing and the way they get to where they're going. Uh, we know with that hero journey is very important. And like I mentioned, when I did my Ray kind of breakdown, her hero journey is different than Anakin's and Luke's. It's kind of untraditional. She doesn't become the hero of her own story till the end of Force Awakens. Um, so yeah, that's all of that is combined. Again, I don't know. If I knew how to make it feel like a Star Wars, then Maybe I could go do one, but I can't. All right, thanks, Anthony, for sticking by through all the issues that we had. Um, thanks for letting me know that there were a couple of issues. Hopefully, they fix themselves up by the end, and if not, at least the audio works, and we can have it for the podcast, which I'll be posting probably on Monday. So thank you guys for sticking by. If you didn't, didn't get a chance to see the live show, please jump in the comments, leave your comments about what you think Mandalorian season three, what you think the new Star Wars series might be about, what timeline, your thoughts about the Clone Wars, and of course, when did The Force Awakens feel like a Star Wars movie to you guys? So yeah, thanks again for joining. Hope next week we will have such a lag in the video, but stay safe, be safe, and may the Force be with you. Radio Rebellion.